Hello and welcome to the weekly recap. It is November 10th. It is a Sunday. It is episode 79. We are fully into the fall season. It is dark as hell out at 445. (laughs) We are all sad. I drove home from work at 6 and it felt like it was 9. I got done cutting the grass at 2 and I felt like it was 7 (laughs) p.m. And I was like, God damn, it's 2 p.m. Right? So fuck off to whoever (laughs) thought that we still need or whoever thinks that we still need daylight savings. I agree. Because honestly, I think there's a lot of science. Well, actually, no one believes scientists because everyone, well, certain meme culture. That's why. Um, (laughs) No one believes that it actually has an impact on people's mental health, which I'm sure there's a lot of studies. Not maybe not a lot, but I'm sure there's at least a couple. Seasonal depression is a real thing. And they had somebody come into our work a couple of weeks ago and discuss seasonal depression. It's a really rough time for a lot of the craftsmen up here because they're away from their families around holidays and stuff because they have to make money and it's it's this whole thing. I feel like um, I agree with that completely, Jake. Um, that's something that like I I can't relate to as like somebody being away from their family because I still get to come home every night. But in my job, this is the busy time of year where we're not allowed to take vacation. We're not allowed to take days off other than like our two normal scheduled ones. And, and it gets, it gets to be a grind really. So I always schedule vacation in January and I, you know, take my week for my mental health, you know? So I can agree with that. Yeah. It's completely necessary. I agree. Um, so I'm back this week, everybody. It's the brothers, the brothers, Adams live on the air. Uh, Hi, Jake. We're not going to be dropping names of exes on this podcast. Welcome. Did you? Did you? Did you edit that one? Out I did yeah. last week because I haven't. I haven't listened to it yet. But that was a that was a hard name drop. Yeah, yeah it really was. was. You didn't time. even. You didn't even think Big twice. Time. I don't even think. I wasn't thinking. You about didn't it even think twice. Like you. No. Didn't, you didn't have any thought. <laughs> I just threw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, she'll never. She'll never listen to this. Nor I mean. We don't there's know. There's a very slim chance. There's, there's so few degrees of separation between people in Pittsburgh. Like, you don't know if someone knows true, someone true. in that family, you know. Anyway, point is, we're back for another week. We're going to talk about some beers. Yes. We got some good stuff on the docket <clears throat> this week. So, um, we might even debut a brand new segment later on. So, stay tuned for that. Right. Just if, if you really want to, just skip ahead to about the half hour mark because that's usually where we're going to drop our new segments so moving forward uh i am the only one drinking this evening apparently because i have a day off tomorrow sure i don't so i'm not drinking nor nor do i um i had i had my fun this afternoon um i did some brunch and uh oh did you brunch hard got a cup i did i did (laughs) now he's saying brunch Brumch? Yeah, hashtag bimches bimches who brunch. Hashtag bimches who brunch. <laughs> bimches who I coined brunch. that this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I texted my friend yesterday. I was like, yo, we should get brunch tomorrow. And he was like, I'm down for sure. So oh, is it two straight dudes called... doing brunch? No, actually, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, does have a, he does have a gay friend. Is it the, your gay friend? He is gay. Yes. <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? It oh no, I was just uh, so just specifying. There's like a there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where uh, Marshall is brunching with his friend from law school, and they're like taking it back, is what they keep saying, and like it's 
two straight guys doing brunch. Okay. So that's uh, where I was no. going with that. Uh, but we had a good time. We went to a restaurant called Drake. So that, that's very fitting. I'm a big fan of of the rapper. So dumb. Um, started off with a Bloody Mary. Then we hit up uh, Deschutes Brewing in downtown Bend. So that was a good time. We'll get into that a little bit uh, in a minute here. But definitely got back on the craft beer wave this weekend that's after a few weeks of not really diving in too hard i love that yeah i'm very happy for you i also went to a place that i don't frequent too often jake hit up a brand new place yesterday right i did this is the it was actually the first new brewery i've i've gone to in bend in probably four or five months that's great we're excited to hear about it so how was your week how was your craft beer week nick well um before we get into that i do want to say it is the veterans day episode by the way okay so happy veterans day to all of our veterans out there yeah thank you all Um, for your service yes thank you for your service i want to shout out um first sip brew box they are a subscription brew box service Based out of Pittsburgh, uh, Darren is the guy that runs it. I'm pretty sure it's his name. Oh, my God. I'm not even 100% on that. Um, so uh, he's been tagging us in his social media post this week. So I want to say thank you to that. Um, really appreciate what you guys do. They were um, they were petitioning Yingling to get on board with their company. And apparently they got that all set up now. So if you get a uh, First oh. Sip Brew Box uh, subscription right now, you can get some Yingling uh, swag as well as uh, they have a bunch of stuff going on with the veterans um, collaboration they did with Couch and Burgers Brewing in the city here. So very cool. Want to shout out those guys. Um, yeah, that's great. Sure that they have listened to us before. If they, if not, if this is the first episode they're listening to, thank you guys. Um, I don't know that we've talked about them before, but they are a local company and they definitely need support. So they're going to send you out some really kick-ass craft beer stuff. They also do a sister company called Pet Brew Box where you can get like dog treats that are made out of spent grain and like uh, other other pet-geared beer paraphernalia. So just want to get that was a really a great pitch. You should work for them. I, I <laughs> honestly, they're, they're really nice people. Um, definitely have run into them before in the, in the industry here. And I just want to say, uh, yeah, thanks to them for including us in their social media. So yeah, thanks guys. Great. Yeah. Uh, Love that. the, um, but yeah, so again, uh, Darren's a veteran, uh, the guys from couch are veteran, uh, owned as well as, uh, burgers. Neil is, a. uh, I want to say Marine Corps. I'm not 100% sure on that, though, so don't quote me. But um, there's a nipple on the iPad right now. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Jake. <laughs> get, 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 uh, get out. Like, stop. You're right. being gross. So, I don't know why uh, you had to take your shirt off. But, yeah, so for, for my week, I, I really had a low-key week. We went to Dancing Gnome on Friday night and uh, – Hung out, uh, talked to Trevor a little bit, Chris, uh, about the uh, the Blue Magic release on Saturday. I and, was there. I was um, there that day. I heard it was nuts. I, it, it, it was surprisingly not as crazy as when I went last week for, I don't even know what they released. I think Sting it was Stained Glass. Yeah, yeah, I think it might have just been like the weather was maybe a bit nicer last weekend. I don't really remember, but um, it, I mean, I got a seat at the bar, which I was like kind of lucky to get, but... Yeah. It like wasn't as packed as I was 
kind of expecting because I want it like well I want it like three or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that beer was super solid, and the can was cool, and they had those sick ass glasses that were like yeah way they expensive. were they were sold out um, by what like twelve thirty or something on the glasses. So I I can imagine they were cool. But they had the uh, the the glass blowers yeah there outside doing glass blowing, which right. is pretty I meant, cool. Yeah, I meant to stop and like check out what they had, but I was late for a movie, so I had to like get going. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was great. I had uh, Suada again, which is one of consistently one of my one of my favorite beers from them. Honestly, such a solid beer. Also, going back to Yingling, I really, really, really want to try the Yingling Hershey's beer. Yes, yes. I, and I haven't, oh my God. I haven't seen right? it anywhere. Like I gotta, I gotta search out for that. Like I, I, really um, do. I, I did see that there are places closer to Pittsburgh getting it, so I'm hoping we're gonna get it soon. I hope so. Um, the the other thing I wanted to say was uh, in the in my craft beer world, uh, Bill, new listener, right, um, came through in the clutch and got us two Voodoo releases this week. So I have Hot Garbage, all three variants, and um, Orange Lacto Cooler currently in my possession. So very excited about that. I had the Lacto Cooler last night, so I'm going to crack into uh, – I, I mean, I want to drink this Hot Garbage. <laughs> I mean, the puns are endless. The puns yeah, are endless. That's actually really funny that you say that. Um, what an awful name for a beer, right? But did you did regardless you read the write up? Regardless of what you're trying to do with that, if you're trying to make fun of somebody who made a uh, an errant comment on an Instagram post and or untapped or something, or on a podcast, nothing makes me want to drink a beer less than calling it hot garbage. I actually oh, am very excited should, about it, but like we should get T-shirts made with our logo whenever we get one eventually um and then on the back we should just have that quote from that guy that says who the fuck are these guys talking how do you have a beer podcast if you don't blah, blah, blah. <laughs> can we do that like that's like so this is this so fun this is the second week in a row that we've had ideas for t-shirts yeah we really need to get on that. <laughs> um, but no so the the idea we the story behind that mission someone to design it how much could that be probably a lot honestly i mean yeah artists are not cheap they're not don't yeah, uh, uh, pay your artists is what it comes down to. But the uh, the funny thing about it, so it actually is like a kind of a cool story on how it came about because what they were doing was they were throwing basically like the leftovers of malts, grains, whatever they, whatever they had they were using for brewing with collaborations. And Kurt was putting it all together into a new variant stout for the Barrel Room Collection. So these particular ones are aged now for i want to say like the the longest one was 20 or 21 months again voodoo fanboys don't quote me on this okay i don't know i don't have the instagram post in front of me but i did read it and it's a cool story because they're basically like re they're not reusing but they're using the stuff that was left over from these other beers to make a totally different angle of a of a barrel room stout so I, uh, I'm very excited to try them. I'm glad that Bill was able to get there twice this week for rare releases at Voodoo, which is unheard of because the, the way they drop beers, it's, it's very tough for you to be there on a, on a dime, you know? Right. So, yeah, but, uh, well, but yeah, other than that, we'll, hopefully we'll get to try one of those at like Thanksgiving or something. Cause yeah. they're stouts, right? Yeah. They're, they're heavy stouts. stouts. Yeah. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll have those in the next coming weeks here. Uh, we're not going to crack into it tonight, but the um but yeah so that was my craft beer week so 
Jake, do you want to do you want to kick us off with your? Uh, yeah, let's, yeah let's, a, get it going. Little, let's get it ramped. A little, little bit of a roundtable discussion about our the places we visited this week. Sure. So I um I I got back like I said I got back into uh, the craft beer scene in Bend this weekend. Um, I started off with actually some local gin, which was very delicious from a place called Cascade Street Distilling. They make a gin called South Sister Gin. There's a three mountains up here called the Three Sisters. And the South Sister, I believe, is the highest of the three. So I got I got pretty deep into that on Friday night. Um, pretty much uh, half a bottle of, uh, of that while playing Call of Duty, which uh, if you haven't played yet, you need to. Um, Saturday though, you know, are you I, ranked I, yet? Dear. Was, no, I'm really terrible. I think my, my KD is like 0.69. Oh, um, nice. nice. Nice, but also not nice. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's actually even lower than that. <laughs> Equally like nice and not nice. So Saturday comes along and I'm, I'm like, you know, I have this, I have half a bottle left of this gin, you know, maybe I'll just drink that, you know, I'll finish it up. Because I'm going to be traveling a bit here in the next month or so. So it's not but something like, you want to no. have sitting around. Yeah, right. But I mean, it, it's not like it's going to go bad in the next month, and and I can I can chip away at it over the next couple of weeks here. But I decided that I wanted to go to this place that I had seen a couple of times called Spider City, Spider City Brewing, um, out of Bend. It's in this in in this industrial park it kind of reminded me of the a couple of places that we went to when we went to sacramento with our cousin josh that was about a year and a half ago now i guess yeah so i was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce around bend a little bit i was i was kind of bored you know no one's really doing anything i didn't get any texts about going out or hanging out with friends or anything like that so i was like you know i'm just gonna make this a day i'm gonna have myself a day and we live in a society thing. you're allowed to have yourself a day yeah i i treated myself uh to some spider city brewing so what's cool about spider city is that it's owned by three women which is amazing unheard of yeah unheard of and amazing it was funny it was funny because jake and i were texting each other as we were at these two places and i said that i so i was at a dive bar in um it's not like the middle of nowhere but like it may as well be it's like just left of nowhere yeah it's like right off of 28 up north like you're getting close to you know to like uh i don't just like all of the like but kind of like butler ish like kind of area or like uh what's um, Moreland or something like that but i was in cheswick oh okay. so like harmerville cheswick like it's not it's it's still like pretty close to it's the city. out there from the city but yeah but so not- i was around a bunch of people and i've been to this bar a couple times because it's right next to my friend's house and i i've like dog sat for her before and like stopped to get food wings there delicious so good jumbo wings 75 cents on wednesday that's insane and wow. the, they were good they were really good so what's, uh, what's the bar called? It's called, <laughs> this is so perfect. It's like such a perfect bar name for is it, a type. Is it, is it like Judy's bar? No. Okay. Uh, it is called the Blue Haven Lounge, <laughs> which okay. couldn't be more perfect. Sure. And it's all like, 
This, these are all like salt of the earth people. Blue and like collar, everyone's very, literally like, like multiple people were smoking Pall Malls. <laughs> there was one oh, woman. Oh, it's still a smoking bar. Yes. Okay. There was, okay. Yeah. That I think that pretty much should tell you everything you need to yeah. know about this place. But there was a woman smoking Pall Malls, drinking, no joke, a Seagram's Escapes <laughs> at a bar. <laughs> I didn't know anyone above the age of 16 drank those, first off. We don't encourage underage drinking, but... You know, I'm sure everyone, right. everyone's definitely uh, snuck as Seagram's escapes from their mom's liquor cabinet at some point. Um, <laughs> Why does it have to be moms? Maybe dads enjoy. Maybe that. Maybe that's fine. I I am an equal opportunity. Uh, <laughs> alcohol consumer. Alcohol, alcohol alcoholic. Um, <laughs> but it was just funny because it's like he was like, "Yeah, uh, I'm at a craft beer place owned by three women," and I'm like. I'm around a bunch of uh, old men smoking uh, American spirits, watching the Pens game in a dark, like dimly lit bar <laughs> that still allows smoking. So that could, I don't think those two could be more opposite. Right. Yeah. So it they was have a, they it have was Bud a, Light specials on the wall. It was a very like... <laughs> fun experience for us. The food is all the food is all less than five dollars. Like I'm not joking. I had two Miller Lite bottles and then dipped. It was such a great experience, but yeah, so I thought, I literally, he texted me that, and I was like, we literally couldn't be at, at, at different, more different places right now. <laughs> and, and I, I agree 100%. It was, <clears throat> it was, it was a pretty eye-opening experience in terms of, uh, how different, it, the, you know, the, the crowds were at the two places that we were at. Um, I was, I was sort of live tweeting, well, live texting, the conversations that I was hearing going on around me and uh, Alex and I both agreed that they were painfully bend. Yes, they, they were. Do you want to give um, them a little, so, do you want to give them a little taste of that, Jake? Sure. So <laughs> I was talking to, I'll give, I'll give the brief, you know, uh, less than 10 sentence synopsis of a conversation that I heard between two gentlemen who were probably around the age of 40 um, there was a guy who was talking about his, his dream job. He was like, you know, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for something new. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure what it is that I'm looking for, but, but honestly, I came across this company and, and this, this sounds like my dream job. And what he effectively described was an app and or a website that allows you to communicate where trails are in Oregon to hike <laughs> and he's like well you know like i sometimes when i'm on trails and i like go on trails they're not accurate at all and it's like there's a you know it's, it's saying that there's like a there's an outhouse but it's like it's like you know half a mile from where they're saying it is on the trail and i'm like hey man i need to have this be more accurate when i'm hiking through fucking oregon and so it's I'm like google maps but specifically for trails in oregon <laughs> and hiking yes seems like a seems like a very a very specific very specific app how many people and, are going to hey, use that like 17 that's what i'm, that's what I'm saying like <laughs> exactly what i said i was like how much money do you think there is in a fucking app that tells you where to go for trails isn't isn't like part of the fun of being on trails like 
exploring new things and not not knowing exactly where it is that you're going yeah i, I get that there's know, some it's to be sound, honest so i'm to, not like outdoors i don't yeah i don't either i mean i that that would make the most sense is like trying to you know trying to just like kind of explore but also not get eaten by bears so like i i understand there's like a practical reason for that but it also sounds like one of those stupid like plot lines in, in a hallmark movie that isn't set during christmas because they have them all year right they do right? they do right they so it's a guy do. it's a guy in a big city right okay yeah. and he's and he's fed up with his his job that pays him one hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars to be you know a, a bank analyst and he decides that he wants to start his own company and and help people hike trails in upstate new york instead of being in new york city it's that's a great plot line honestly we should write the script for this movie and i might go back to spider city in hopes of seeing that guy and getting his input on how I might go about incorporating his new trail app into my movie. <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a great idea. So give us so a little bit. The movie like, can be titled we're gonna Trail Mix. That. Tra- <laughs> 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 um, so uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna brainstorm that. We'll come back to you guys with uh, at least a draft of a plot line in the next couple of weeks. We'll here. get like a we'll get a good like synopsis going. We can. I, I think what we should do is is do like a mock casting of who we'd want to play different <laughs> characters within this movie. I like that idea. And is this our gimmick I now? Thought, We're just like going to pick idea. famous people like to do idea. things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else Instead of just drinking do? craft beer, we're just going to pick famous we're, people to. We're a craft to, beer slash pop culture uh, podcast now. I think fine. that's true. I it's think fine. it's mostly I, you true. know it's fine. Um, <laughs> but Jake, okay, get get into the beer because I you've gone sure, on a so, lot about about these Oregonians, but I I'm Oregonian. I'm I'm interested. These organists. I'm interested to hear about <laughs> these <beer>. organisms. <laughs> these organisms. <laughs> yes. So everybody in organisms. Oregon is exactly what organisms. That's what I. That was the point. That was what I was trying. But you to didn't say. Well, you you yes. said organism. Organisms. You meant organisms. Yes. I, mean, I meant organisms. Okay. Yeah. That Absolutely. actually might be a good offshoot podcast. Is just me. <laughs> listening to conversations that people have in Oregon and how ridiculous they are and just calling them organisms. And we just go in Tune in on Sunday morning. We're definitely not the first people who've ever come up with that, but I think it's funny. Okay, Jake, talk about some beer for me. It's just that everybody that lives in Oregon is exactly like what you would expect from a person that lives in Oregon. So Alex, I guess his, his, um, his sobriety that's supposed okay. to last until Thanksgiving is now put on hold. <laughs> it was literally a sip. It's like, it's half a taster. I, I'm not trying to get like that fugged into up. it. I'm not trying to get, we're not getting swifty over here. Okay. I'm not getting, but also up. no one, no one supports my, my dreams. So my dreams of, I'm here to support you. You texted me that this morning and I, I was 100% backing you in terms of, yeah, dad, dad made break. fun of me and Nick poured me a beer when, even though I said very clearly that I didn't want to drink. So here we are. <laughs> anyway. So I, I walk into Spider City. I see two people that I work with. Um, <laughs> I walk up to the bartender and say something to him. And then I get a look from one of the people that I work with. And he didn't say a single word to me, which was kind of odd. They have... A bit, a pretty big 
variety, a pretty large, you know, a pretty, a pretty wide variety of beers that they make. Um, their website doesn't have accurate information in terms of what it is they have on tap, which is a little bit frustrating That's because I saw a couple of yeah, beers. How do we feel? How do we feel about that? For it's not me, hard to update a website. Yeah. Especially in an think, ever changing environment. Like, there's something to be said about a website for a coffee shop where they never change the menu or like, you know, like something that's more stationary, like a restaurant. But when it comes to like the draft list, I expect it to be up to date or I expect you to use untapped. Honestly, you can use untapped and live update it with what beers are going off and on right from their app. Like there's right, it's and one or- button. Or you could incorporate some kind of seasonal list where you say these might not be available at all times of the year. Sure, absolutely. But these are things. These are things that we dive into, you know, during the winter months or during the summer months or whatever it is. And you have your staples that that should be there. And I, I understand within reason if you don't have something that you were expecting to have because you know it's it's an off week between having finished the last of the kegs and, and getting the new batch out. I can understand that. But sure. Yeah. When I'm looking at your website, I would, I would expect to see something that is at least moderately current, but there were probably six or seven beers on the website that, that were not on the list, which was kind of frustrating. Yeah. I mean, when, it's that, that, though, when it's that like that different, that's annoying. Like if there's like one or two that are off, whatever. Like it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, or if you have a, a but menu it's not, that it's says really like not that sold hard. out or you know, this just this kit. industry is very is very much reliant on social media, craft beer specifically. And if you're not if you're not doing it right, like that's just there's just no excuse for that. Right, and it's it's a fluid thing, and you should at least make an attempt to try to stay as current as possible with what you're promoting to people on your website. And, and like these days between Squarespace and Wix and GoDaddy and all these things, like it's not hard to update your website. You know, they make it so easy where it's kind of like plug and play that you shouldn't have to worry that much about getting somebody else to do it for you. If you have access to the website, you can very easily add and take things off of, of a menu screen on your website. Squarespace. You could, you could pay, you could pay up like a 14 year old to do that. And, and they would probably do a better job of, or just, or just con your little like 16 year old cousin into doing it. He won't know any better or she. So um, that was the biggest, I think nitpick that I had was I was kind of expecting to, because the stuff that I was really looking at were some of these, these sours and seemingly small batch stuff because they had a lot of small fermenters and, and and it looked like they weren't just making these like, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 barrel batches of beer and and just throwing it out there. It was not that big of a place and they had a, a very large amount of beer on tap. It was probably in the range of like 10 to 15. And it would have been nice to have some of the stuff that they were promoting because it, it looked very, very good and, and, and kind of 
in my wheelhouse when it comes to some of the sours and, and that type of thing. That being said, the beer I thought was very good for for us what looks like a smaller place. Yeah. Do you know how long they've been open? I don't. I, I, I read an article, um, a couple of articles. I think that they, the, the three women who started the place came to Bend 14 years ago, but I don't think that that was when they started the brewery. I think it was a couple of years after that. So we're looking at something that's in the probably eight to 10 year range. Yeah. Um, and even at that, it was a Saturday afternoon, five thirty, six o'clock. And it was dead, which is kind of, kind of disappointing because I thought the beer was very good and the, the space is really cool. I'd imagine during the summertime when it's nice out, they, it looks like they have an outdoor space. They have the garage doors on the, the side that they can open up to get some fresh air in. And I think that that's probably a spot that some people frequent, but it is a little bit off the beaten path when yeah. it comes to bend. Right. Now, do they not, do they can? Do they bottle? Do they do growlers? Do they do crowlers? They do crowlers. I, I picked up a couple of crowlers, um, which I was enjoying while Alex and I watched uh, a very terrible, a very horribly acted movie. Very terribly acted, but like some big names in a Netflix horror movie, but just very also very disturbing. <laughs> disturbing, like unnecessarily disturbing. Like odd. I don't think, yeah poorly acted the writing wasn't all that bad like in the end it turned out to be something that maybe i should have given a second chance but just really not a good movie um netflix originals when it comes to movies are really hit or miss and that was so jake and i did uh we for the first time we did netflix party which is a google chrome plugin that you can download and we started off with a really awful movie. <laughs> so hopefully next time we can pick something. Really really bad. Bad. If anyone and has any suggestions. Some of the other options that we had were like Into the Spider-Verse, which is a great movie. Yeah. And I would have gladly switched to that one. Yeah, the bar is... Had I known what I was getting myself into. The bar is six feet underground. <laughs> um, Just like the people's careers yeah. who acted in that movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, if anyone has any suggestions of it doesn't even have to be Netflix originals, just movies that are on Netflix that are like must watches. Not really like we don't really like horror or like we like thrillers, you know, but not like anything like scary and gory. I don't like gore. I had to stop watching it because I don't I, it was just making me feel weird. Oh, um, yeah. but if anyone has any suggestions, please let us know in the comments section. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it out there. We'll uh, we'll definitely pick up and watch it. Um, it's at this point in the podcast, I think we should move into our segment. Uh, does anybody have anything for this? Cause I didn't really think about it before I threw it up. Yeah, there. because we haven't, we haven't debuted it. And, and I think that I had the original idea that I had, I think is, is still applicable because I, I almost went back to the place that I wanted to comment on. Okay. Well then let's, uh. Yeah, let's throw it out to our new segment this week. This one is called. Yeah, we need a we need like a we need like a music theme for this or whatever. But yeah, the, well, uh, I think that's a good time to do like a like a little like 
little ditty and then like get into another section because like i've listened to other podcasts where they're like and we'll be right back and then they play a little bit of music and then they're like okay we're back well is that or we could we could do like the you know the guy who does the the voiceovers for all of the the movie trailers yeah yeah and we could just have him saying in a world and this is a new motherfucking segment in a world where the the weekly recap and then and then we just get into it and we're like thank you guy who does the movie trailers or we don't even need to this is our new segment so we've been tossing this idea around for a couple of weeks now and i'm glad that we get to finally debut it um i did come up with the name i did come up with the idea um i don't want to i don't want to sound super narcissistic but he's not tooting his own horn no, at all yeah but i also did design the logo and come up with the name for this podcast so I'm really carrying the team on my shoulders right here. Oh my god! You took like so I'm three months off. I'm gonna need some contributions from the rest of the team. <laughs> this one we're calling "Hop It or Drop It," and this is effectively a "Do we like it? Do we not?" type of segment. And and a lot of other podcasts do these types of things, but ours is clearly centered around craft beer and ours is way better than all the rest of and i also so i don't know if you guys think that this should work again i love that we do all of our planning for this podcast while on the podcast yeah (laughs) so i'm glad you guys are going on this journey with us and by you guys i mean the listeners the viewers so i i feel like we could even apply it to something that's not craft beer because it's just like a do we like it do we not yeah it doesn't have to yeah it doesn't have to be craft beer but i I feel like it'll generally be geared towards craft beer i'm glad i'm glad uh that'll give us some focus which is good all All right right. so jake the the hop it or drop it topic this week is hop it or drop it of the week tap rooms that have an outrageous number of taps and different beers from different places. I love this. I love this. When you, when you think about something like this, or when I think about something like this, there are several places that I have been to and are heard about that have really just an absurd amount of taps. And the one place that comes to mind for me is there I can't actually remember the the full name of this place, and it doesn't really matter. In Lancaster, PA, it was it was pretty close to downtown Lancaster. We we went there a few times to get some dinner, get some beers. They had a hundred taps, and there's there are places like House of a Thousand Beers. There are places that I mean, even if you're getting up into the 20, 30, 40 tap range. To me, that is far too many. And I don't know if I can give you a straight answer in terms of what I think is an appropriate number of taps. But if, if you walk into a place and they're like, hey, we have 30 different beers on tap, I don't even know where to start. Especially if you're in a new location. For me, coming up to Oregon, I went to a place called Whitewater Tap House, which is in downtown Bend. And it's a great place, and I lo- we were actually trying to go there today, and it was closed. They have, I think, 25 or 30 taps. And that's really, for me, bordering on too many. I'm trying to get a feel for what you guys think is, it, is, is a good amount of taps, and at what point do you say, this is ridiculous, just give me an IPA. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is, I think this is a really, this is a really great topic that we've definitely talked about before, I believe. Maybe we haven't. I don't know if that's specifically. So you're not just saying, let me just clarify the question real quick. So you're not saying like, 
it's one brewery that has like a fuck ton of beers that they have on tap. You're talking about you're expanding it to like bars and like restaurants. In, in some have- ca- yeah, I mean, I feel like in some cases you have some breweries that that definitely go a little bit overboard with how many beers they keep on tap, but it's mostly tap rooms. So so in in the vein of this segment, what what we're hopping or dropping is let's call it over thirty beers on tap. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. That's okay, a good. If you like, walk into a place and you see thirty beers on tap, are you hopping or dropping? Yes. All right. Who goes first? Uh, so I, I'll I'll kick it off. So okay. I feel like so immediately when you say that, the first place that pops into mind for me, at least in Pittsburgh, is industry in Lawrenceville. Um, it is extremely overwhelming. The last time I was there was like about two or three weeks ago. And I, it was, it, so this kind of factors into another, the other conversation that we were having um, a little bit earlier. Um, I had, it's, it's like, it took me forever to pick one. And then I finally picked one, but I didn't remember any of the other beers that they had. And I asked her, I was like, Hey, can I have this? And she was like, Oh, that just kicked. And I and then I scramble and I'm like, oh shit, what else? So then I pick another one, and it's also kicked. <laughs> so oh, I had geez. to go to a third one, and I could tell like it wasn't like crazy busy, but I I felt like the bartender was kind of getting annoyed with me. But also like, what are the odds that I pick two beers that have been kicked? Right. And yeah. also like, just be like okay, I'll let you look at it and then I'll come back, you know, or something like that. I don't know. She was giving me, she was giving me a weird vibe, but that is a, that, I think that goes back to the whole, why is your menu not up to date? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a, it's just a, and I get if it it's all on that day. Right. Right. But like, yeah, there's, I, I agree. Yeah. There's, there should be a way to update it immediately to whatever yeah. social media that you, someone use. needs, someone needs to be doing that. There was like four bartenders working. I'm like, no, no one can like, at least just take that off for me. But anyway, that at over 30, I'm, I'm dropping that shit. That is far too many for me. That's I, I don't, I can't imagine. Like, I understand wanting to like appeal to a wide variety, and like their menu there is ridiculous. Also, not even just the beer. They have like, 50 to 60 different like whiskeys and shit that you can get there. It's like, it's too much. It's very overwhelming. I just don't think like, like maybe if you have like, you know, like six to eight beer styles and you have a couple of each, like sure, you know, that takes you to like 25, maybe up to 30. Okay, sure. But when there's, a hundred some choices or something like like some I don't even know how many are there, but like it's a ridiculous number of choices. I think they have like sixty four, some uh, or not. Uh, uh, that might be a little high. Yeah, Maybe it's, it's like, probably it's like, like 50, 50, 42, yeah, it's probably something like, 50 like that, whatever, or something like that. Yeah, but but, but still, I, I get what you I, mean. I just you know, it's it's the whole like it, when you have too many options, it, it's I don't know. It, it's just, it becomes too difficult and it's like a task to have to find something. And it's like you, you, you I don't know. I, I would rather just like have eight. It, it definitely dilutes that, you know? the experience. It's like, you're, you're really taking a shot in the dark because you're only ever going to, if if you're really looking at a couple of things, you're like, Hey, maybe I can try two of these without pissing off the bartender to the point where they're like, just pick one. 
Yeah, it, it right. That, and that's the other thing. It's like, it, well, I don't know if the the staff there is necessarily that great. I don't think I, I don't think they're that friendly. <laughs> but also, it's like packed all the time. But you know, I don't know. It's Lawrenceville, so they should be expecting that right now or whenever. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel. It's like I always like like they come back and they're like, okay, can I? I'm like, no, I'm still looking, and then they come back again. And I'm like, I haven't even gotten through half the fucking menu. And, like, it's not like those paper menus are up to date either. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's also just harder to, like, keep up with all this shit. Like, if you have only, like, up to 20, it's like, you know, you know what's not there anymore. And you can let people know e- more easily. So, I I don't know. I guess that's... those. So, yeah, I mean... <sighs> what are your thoughts, Jake? Oh no! I want to jump in here. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. sorry. I didn't know. Yeah, um, so sorry, we, I didn't we've know gone doing. we've gone Alex, Jake, Nick the past two times with the the opinions here. So I'm going to jump in. Sure. Um, Feel free. I am going to hop it. Okay. I I am hopping the most taps that you can possibly have. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, now I I understand your point. I will say I get the. Uh, the outlook of like the, the bartenders being frustrated with you, the people that are tired of it, but I've had very good experiences at other places. Okay. So one of the ones that jumps out in my mind that I will always, always stand is the pint room in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. This place has a hundred plus taps, but their beer staff is incredibly knowledgeable they know exactly what to recommend you if you ask them the right questions. And I don't mean the right questions in like the, the specific sense. I mean, if somebody walks in there and says, Hey, you know, I had this dogfish 60 minute IPA and I really liked it. I want something like that, but I don't want to have the same thing again. Yeah. They're going to say, okay, these six beers are your choices. Pick one. They are also very, very in tune with the local guys. So they have basically like an entire section of the menu that is local, but they are very patient. They will give you as many tasters as you want. And they all know their shit. So I think that it comes down to experience, right? Yeah, that's a good point. But one of my things is if I go into a place and I see zombie dust and I see daisy cutter and I see uh, warlock or, you know, like some, like uh, the, the noticeable beers, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, these things that jump out at you and say, Oh, you know, I've had that before. I want to have it again. Yeah. That's what I like about these large tap systems is that you get to, to revisit these beers that you maybe have had before 10, 15, hundred times, but you know that they're taking care of the beer because number one, they actually care about it. Yeah. And number two, the wait staff is trained. These people have tasted all these beers. They can give you kind of a crash course in craft beer. So House of a Thousand is just fine. I, I would say they have like 20 taps most of the time. Like I know the new Ken one is not very, um, they don't have like a giant tap list, but they do have a, a coolers full of beer that you can drink on site. So I would limp, I would lump them in in the over 30 category just based on the fact that they have so many beers to try. Sure. But like you go into uh, like sidelines in Swickley. I've been there a couple times in the past couple weeks Mm -hmm. and 
you can go and look in the cooler and you can drink beer while you're there. But they also have, you know, 10, 15 taps. And all of them are the same dredge that you're going to get at any other dive bar. You have Harpoon, you have Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, whatever else. Like all the all the generic stuff. And then you have maybe six or seven taps of craft beer. And that to me is more of a waste than having 100 taps and maybe only using 30 of them in a day or something like that, you know? So I, I actually really enjoy having that kind of diversity on a menu as long as it's being served the right way. Yeah. Like you said, I, so industry is not that way. Yeah. I, so I, I would, I, I haven't, I admittedly have not been to that many places that have like a massive number of taps like that. My, my, Gut is telling me that most places like that don't like give you the experience of that one place that you say in Columbus. Like I, 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 so I've been to a couple places other than that that have given me similar experiences. Okay, I don't, uh, I don't want to like I don't want to shout out names because I'm not sure that they're all over that thirty tap limit. So I'm not going to put it to recording, sure. but the. Uh, the big thing there is education, I think, right? So if you go and you have the right experience at a place like that, then absolutely go back there and ask them questions and pick their brains. Like, but I mean, you go to the the Driftwood, right? For example, is one of the one of the perfect examples of this. They have six taps. They know those beers left and right, up and down, backwards, forwards, whatever. Right. So I'm going to trust the bartender when I say, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm feeling. I need something a little bit lighter or a little bit heavier or, you know, like that kind of thing. They're going to say, here, have this. And I'm going to pay the $6 or whatever it is for a pint without getting a taster because I know they're going to know their shit. The same goes for if you're educating your staff properly. So going into an industry, I expect them to know about the beer, but at the same time, they're a whiskey bar. They're a, they're a bourbon heavy, scotch heavy. Like they they do the um, what are they called? The smokestacks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's their gimmick. They're right. not they're not dragging you in there to drink craft beer, although right. it's there. Yeah, you're you're picking your craft beer there. You're not being served a craft beer. Sure. Does uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Though? Yeah. There's like, probably a distinction. I, I I think that so another thing about those places is like. It also depends on like how big of a group you're taking. Like I don't re- like we don't really go out with like large groups of people. I don't know, Jake. I feel like you may you you're probably more likely to do something like that. But like I go out, it's like mostly like at most it's like three to four people. So I feel like I don't need all this variety to try to please all of my friends that I'm bringing out and my family members and stuff like that, which I mean, I can definitely understand the appeal of that to certain people. Um, it just, and it, it never seems like, I don't know. All I, every time I look at the menu, I'm like, none of this really sounds great. Like none of the breweries are like, like, Oh my God, this is such a great get. Like, it just seems like standard stuff that isn't, at least in my experience, and I, I'm, you know, I'm only, I'm basically only pulling off of industry, and like, no fault to industry. I think their food's really good. I think the, I think, this, you know, I like it there. Like, I'm gonna go back there. I won't like not go back there because they have so many taps. It's just it gets to be too much sometimes. 
So, so at this point, I'd like to take the, the listeners on a journey. Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to play both sides. And then at the end, so I'm going to tell straddle, you. You're going to straddle the fence. I'm gonna, yes, but I'm going to tell you at the end what I truly think and how I truly feel about these places. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I'm a little bit torn, I think, uh, deep down when it comes to places that have these many taps, but I definitely have you know, my final opinion, and I'll, I'll get into that. So I'm going to start off with a couple of questions. And these are kind of rhetorical, but I'll, I'll explain, you know, why it is that I feel these questions are important when it comes to this topic. Okay. So the first, the first question is, how do I know how fresh any of this beer is? Okay. You have 100 taps. Okay. You don't put on your menu, whether electronically and, or I guess it's, it's possible electronically to do this. I know industry has the untapped, uh, you know, live tap list where they show exactly how much beer is in each keg and right. things like that. But yeah. but clearly, if you've gone in there and you've asked for, so th- what's weird about that is places that have you know paper menus on top of the electronic system that shows you exactly how much beer is left. Why why need why do you need that redundancy? You know, yeah. if you aren't going to have a beer that's on the paper list, don't print the paper list. Because if you're if you're you know transitioning through beers that quickly, just tell people to look at the electronic menu. It's not that difficult to look up at a TV screen and pick exactly what you want. I get that the in most cases the paper menu affords you a little bit more room to describe what each beer is like. Yeah. Plus, but when you have but when you have sixty plus taps, yeah, people aren't looking at every single description. They're just kind of throwing a dart at at the list. Yeah, and, there's no and, possible way for you to read about 60 beers. Like you can look at the like the style and say like, okay, I don't want a wheat beer, so I'm not even going to look at this, but still, it's like when you have so many of the same type of beer, it's like how the fuck am I supposed to know anything? <laughs> exactly. That so that actually brings me to my second question, which is why do you need 10 different IPAs? <laughs> why do you need 10 different stouts? Why do you need 10 different Because chances are there are going to be two or three groups of each of those styles where you have four or five beers within that style that tastes exactly the same. So it's or almost like, not, like not it's even, almost like a, it's a good or not. So like they might not taste exactly the same, but they're not that far off. Like they're not, right. they're effectively the same beer in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that just absolutely dilutes the experience where it's just like, I don't know how all of these are going to taste. I get that if you were to try all of them, you know, as standalone beers, there's going to be some subtlety. There's going to be some differences, but you're not going to go up there and be like, Hey, you have, you have five West coast IPAs. Let me try all of those before I decide what West coast IPA, right? You're either going based on the name or you're going based on the brewery, maybe something you haven't had before stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, I, I sit there and I ask myself the question of how, how am I supposed to decide what I really want here? And instead of just, just, I guess, I guess what Nick was saying in terms of having people who are there that are knowledgeable, that can tell you about the, the differences between these different beers is important. I don't think enough of those places have like staff that is 
in tune with all of the different beers to be able to tell you exactly what the differences are between two things that you want to pick. Yeah. I think that's, I, I think can that's, agree with that. I think that's, a I, I, I understand what you mean. Also like it, it, like is the average Joe Schmo walking into this place going to even care? And the thing, so something that just popped into my head after you were saying that is like the, like you pick it based on the name, which is, is it, I think is an issue because the you know a, a a lesser known brewery might have a better like west coast ipa they might have a better east coast ipa but you see a stone and you're like okay i know stone give me that because a lot of people do that and it's like you don't have time to sit there and like try all these like no name breweries but they might have good stuff it's like I feel like you're not giving like the same shot to, to all of the beers that are on tap. I just right? think but that I, I think so that I distrust the, the, I distrust the people who are running these places because at what point do you say enough is enough? I, I don't when, think there's ever when, enough. I think, I think America is a, a culture of excess and the more choices that you have, the better personally. But I get what you're saying. And I want to, I want to piggyback off of your second point. And I'm gonna say that it's the beer club people, like the the people like you have the the ten ten different IPAs and and everybody needs their tick for the beer club, so you have to order every beer to get the beer club tick and like that kind of stuff. And I I don't like that mentality, but I also do like trying as many different things as I can. And so having these places in like your neighborhood areas that are not just like a destination place makes more sense. Right. So like the pint room in Columbus is in a a suburb called Dublin. Right. And it's a small area, but that's the only place that you go in Dublin to get craft beer. And so if you have a beer club or you have a mug club or whatever it is, and you have your regulars that are coming in there, maybe two, three nights a week, and they're trying two or three different beers each time, then I think that's a win for the craft beer community because you're getting people to get outside of their comfort zone. And I think that that's still breeding the culture of experience versus um, comfort, right? You're, you're, you're expanding, you're, you're finding new things, you're trying different things. And that's, I think that's more what that type of stuff is about than just the, just you're walking in and, Oh yeah, give me. Oh hey, it's it's Norm. You know, let's get him a get him a Bud Light. You know that that kind of thing. So, I'm I, yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that. So so I'm I'm done at this point shitting on these places, and I'm gonna I'm gonna flip to the other side here. Oh, so Jake, come join me on, what, the, on the, the specific the specific thing that I brought up, and I, I I wrote this down. So there was a place in Boston that I know. Um, and it has a couple of locations, I believe. And, and a few of the people that I worked with in Boston, uh, were members of a mug club at a place called, uh, Bukowski Tavern. So the way that this place works is that you get, it, it's a yearly thing. I think you get a year to, to drink every single beer that they have on the menu. They have different craft beers from, from local players. They have big beer stuff. They have you know, uh, international options that, you know, imports, things like Lindemans, back in the nineties, Lindemans, like Weiss to 
that type of stuff. So th those all are on the list. And, you know, if you complete the list, it, you know, you get discounts on, on beers that are on the list. If you're a part of the mug club, which is, you know, maybe 80 or a hundred dollars for the year, then, you know, you're obviously going to spend all of your money. You get, you get like 20 ounces for the price of, of 16 or, you know, whatever it is um, at this place. And I think that that's a really cool way of doing it is to not really force people to, to become part of the mug club, but, you give some benefits to wanting there's, to try all the different beers on the list. There's an incentive. And it's a, right. So it's a different, I think that it's slightly different than what, what I'm truly talking about here, which is you go to places that have it and it's all taps, right? So what they do is it's, you know, it's bottles, it's taps, it's cans, it's all different type of stuff. And they, you know, they decide at the beginning of the year that you have to drink, you know, these 60 or 70 beers or whatever in this year and you get something at the end of it. Um, or, or I think it might even just be that you get to remain part of the mug club and you continue getting the discounts or something like that. Oh, but so it's a keeper. That's link. what, yes, it is. So you, <laughs> you have this, you know, different sort of dynamic with, you know, why people would want to come and drink all of this beer and, and, like you said, that's more of like a local type of thing. You're not going to have people coming from out of town going to Bukowski Tavern to be a part of the mug club if they're only going to be in Boston two, three times a year or even less sometimes. Yeah, sure. sure. So, so I think that it, on, on that hand, it, it's definitely like a positive thing. I think it's, it's an interesting way of doing uh, and ha being able to have a lot of these options and, and sort of, Incentive, like Alex was saying, incentivizing people to to try new things and and you know go to these different types of styles and stuff like that. But when you have strictly taps and you're just picking, you know, everybody makes the same hazy IPA. Everybody makes the same, you know, uh, West Coast. Everybody makes the same stout. Everybody makes the same lagers. All that bullshit. It's a different way of doing it, and and I think. Um, the last thing that I, I'm going to use as a, a, a promotional tool for these places is that you do get to see things that you wouldn't normally see. And some of these places have this kind of knack for getting beers from all over the country and sort of exposing the people that go there to things that they wouldn't normally see. Sure. Sure. So, so, you know, at, at this point, I think that it's it's okay for me to finally dive into whether or not I like these places, and it's going to be a big time drop for me. Um, they, it's too much. It's it's you know, you're overwhelmed when you look at a menu from a place like this because I don't even know where to begin. It's I like know what I like. I know generally what I'm looking for. I don't like to pick something and feel like just because I had nine other options and I picked the wrong one that I wasted money on getting a beer there. So, all right. So this brings us to our Twitter poll of the week then. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to play hop it or drop it with our listeners on Twitter. Yes. So the, uh, the question is going to be tap houses or tap rooms or bars that have more than 30 taps. Uh, okay. Let's say 30 plus taps for the sake of Twitter and getting it into 240 characters. Um, hop it or drop it. 
Okay. Hop it is the positive. Yes, I like them. Drop it is the negative. No, I don't like them. Well, and I'd uh, love to hear some some alternative opinions as well. I mean, we I feel like we've covered a lot of ground in terms of you know where people can possibly stand on these places, but I'm sure that there are things that we've missed and yeah. would love to hear some feedback from some people on how exactly you feel when you walk into a place like this. And typically, you know, you, you would like seek some place like this out. I don't think that people are casually walking into these places and being like, Oh my God, this place has a hundred taps. And the first place like that, that I ever walked into, I was like, this is just, kind of outrageous and not really something that I'm looking to, to do all of the time. It's like, so I, so if I could say like one more thing that, uh, that just pop, again, popped into my head as you were talking, it's like going to the cheesecake factory and they have a 45 page menu. So what, what happens with me when I go there is that I'm so overwhelmed. There's so much food to choose from that I always get the same two, three things. And I feel like it's, I feel like that same thing kind of happens. I mean, I, I feel like we're more apt to try something that we wouldn't like normally get, but the average everyday person going to these places that isn't like a beer nerd is kind of going to feel the same way. I get you. So, I mean, we're, we're obviously people who, like, seek out fresh new stuff that we haven't had before. But, you know, I think a lot of people, the majority of the people in this culture are, you know, casual people that just, like, you know, go to grist houses. It's fun and they can bring their dogs and stuff like that. You know, it's like. I think it's too much of a gimmick. I think that it's, you know, it, it's a flashy thing to put on a website. It's a flashy thing to put on a Twitter account. We have over you know eighty plus taps, and it's like, what does that really mean for me? I'd rather go to a local a local place that has maybe eight to ten beers on tap, and and talk to somebody who truly knows how every one of them tastes and can give me a, a really solid opinion on it. And you know, maybe there are cases like Nick was talking about the place in Columbus, where there are people who are very knowledgeable about each of the beers on, on the list, but yeah, I still think you start to lose. I don't think it's possible for everybody to know exactly how everything tastes. And and if you stump them, then you're, you're kind of SOL. No, I, I, so there are multiple places like that around the world. There are chain places like that around, around the U S like, uh, the one that pops into my head, another one that I discovered in Columbus, but they're all over, the U.S. is um, the Winking Lizard. Okay. They do the Mug Club as well. But they also do, like, bottles and things in the Mug Club. So it's it's not exactly just the tap list. But then there the, the place that I will never talk bad about is uh, Bob's Bar in Columbus. And... They're the same idea. They're just, it's like 50 taps, not, not that many, but they get, they do not sell domestic beers. Like they don't sell big beer at all. They are literally in sight of the Budweiser brewery in Columbus and they will not sell you a Budweiser. They won't sell you a Molson. They won't sell you a Miller. They, they just don't have it because they strictly want you to try craft beer. So Again, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of these places for expanding the minds of the people that are coming in there, and I'm just going to uh, battle against you on this every step of the way. Okay. 
Um, yeah, that was a lot. Uh, so and I feel like we could this. I keep I keep thinking of things, but if we don't if we don't cut this now, this is going to be like a three hour long conversation. But right. So let's um let's get into the next step of the podcast here. Alex, did you get anywhere crafty? Yeah, I mean, I so I just went to Hop Farm, which is a place I don't normally get to um, a lot. I had um, I did try their smoked pumpkin beer, which I regrettably told my friend tasted like a forest fire and then she told the bartender (laughs) and I was like listen I didn't want to tell him that and I wish you wouldn't have said that because I wasn't trying to be rude but it literally tasted like someone had like like shoved your head in like a in like a a a bonfire like it was so aggressive (laughs) and they said like next time they're gonna try to like smoke only half the pumpkins that they put in or something like that. Like it was like, it was wild. They did have a dark sour that I really liked. I forget if it was, I don't know if it was a Berliner or something like that. I'm, I'm, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like the place. I, the food. So they, they actually brought in, um, a restaurant that is at federal galley right now. I think it's called, independent no not independent it's called uh, i forget what it's called again we should write these things down but um the food's like the food's pretty expensive it's like 14 dollars for like a chicken sandwich which is uh, it's getting a little up there for me like i i know i can get a really good sandwich from sandwich society for like nine what all their sandwiches are like nine bucks you know so you know um Okay, I'll, so I'm gonna I'll definitely go back there because I think it's a cool place. It's like it's always like it's never like packed, so I like to just like hang out. And there. they're expanding, right? They have a really yeah. So I think they're expanding into the building that they have next to them because there was the CrossFit place that is that moved into the old car wash down the street. Um, but yeah, I mean their happy hours insane too. It's like two dollars off beers, um, which, which is, is great. That's pretty impressive for a craft yeah. beer place, especially them being that they're not very. Um, <clears throat> They're not the destination like some of the other places in the city are. Right. But so, I mean, I love a good happy hour, and even if it, the beer is not my favorite, you give me two dollars off a beer. Fuck, like I'll be there. Yeah, four dollar beers. Sign me Insane. Up. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Th- I mean, that was the that was the main place I went. Um, and again, I stopped at Dancing Gnome to see our favorite bartenders. Um, and yeah, that was about it for my week. I. It was a good week. Cool. Um, I am going to correct myself. Bob's does sell domestics, just not their focus. That's all. So um, fair enough. Any last kind of comments? Yeah, I don't know. I think as we're winding down this week, um, one of the big shout outs is uh, number one, again, check out uh, First Sip Brew Box. Uh, number two, Couch has blackout coming up this weekend Saturday. on the sixteenth. Uh, we, I will be there. I'm for one way or another. I'm going to be at Couch drinking stouts on Saturday. I am off work, so there's no excuse unless something absolutely insane happens and I can't be there. I'm going. So 
They've announced four beers so far. Yeah, they've started to to uh, tweet about them, and, and they, they they sound insane. Yeah, like they're, they're on really their Instagram. Go, they're really there's, going for it. There's there's a lot of cool stuff that they're trying yeah. this year. I'm very excited about it. The, the orange stout sounds delicious. The banana stout, I'm interested in trying. Like I'm already like yeah, I'm already excited. To, I told you guys the story about how we popped in there last week. And Carrie texted me on Monday, and he was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot who you were." <laughs> like, I mean, we haven't been there in like a year, or so right? Like, I was like, like, "Dude, don't even worry about it. Like, you're the you're whatever. the coolest guy." And uh, like, they're the, busy. They have yeah, and they have going stuff on. going on. And I mean, we don't get there often enough to be like regulars, but yeah. at the same time, they like, still, it was like, so nice for him us. to like. He was Beth like, "Dude, I totally forgot us. your name." Like, I was like, "Don't even worry about no, it." No, it's fine. So yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, but I'm definitely going out there Saturday. Uh, Sarah and I will probably be together. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great. It's going to be a great event. So yeah, if you're anywhere in the area, definitely stop by. Seriously, um, I, I understand that uh, there's uh, eight total, right? Is that is that what they said? Eight total different stouts that they're going to have, yes. both on draft and in cans. Correct. To take home with you. So yeah. even if you can't stay long. And they do split long, four packs. So you don't have to right. get all get of one kind. two four packs, one of each. Go home and try them. You don't even have to hang out and stay there. Honestly, um, last year was a blast. We had a great time. We got a couple of flights, hung out, had some really good beer. Um, really appreciate those guys. Uh, we will definitely be trying to get them back into the fold as far as the podcast goes. Try to get Carrie and Darren back on here. Um, again, shout out to all of our veterans. Um, the, the other one I wanted to mention as far as like social media. So John from Yins and Bob, if you're listening this long in the podcast, I appreciate you number one, but number two, um, he was, uh, he was commenting on, uh, DJ Scottro's new PGH beer cast yes um so he is a local uh radio talent yes i i knew nothing of this man i don't it's so wild no he's uh he's on 96 one which anyone listening to this i can't imagine listens 96 one so it's like (laughs) no one would know um but yeah i mean he's got a couple episodes yeah he's uh Uh, he's he's he has some big name guests so we're a little bit jealous but right uh, right he's got maybe a little bit more pull in the industry than we do yeah but uh, hopefully uh we can use that as some motivation to uh kind of up our game right it would be nice to actually think about possibly getting him on this podcast that would be crossover episode Um, it would be cool to meet that guy. He's got a great voice. I'm sure he has a lot of good stories. He's, he's a local kid, too. We, we grew up in Hampton. He grew up in Shaler, less than 15 minutes away from each other, I'm sure. Possibly even closer, because we we live very close to the border with Shaler. Yeah, right. the most, we did. The we most ambitious crossover event in history. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so this yeah, is an Avengers uh, Endgame, but we yeah. are going to wrap it up here. Uh Thank you uh, again for everybody listening this week. Uh, thanks to Yins and Vibe for shouting us positively during his thread about screw the corporate run. Uh, I forget what he said exactly, but the corporate run beer podcast. Go listen to the little guys. Thanks, um, Jake, for another great segment that we will uh, we will cycle through here. Uh, it was a great, great discussion today. So Remember, uh, vote on our Twitter poll, hop it or drop it. And uh, I think that's all we've got right now. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Jake? One last. I think at this point, I think we're we're good to we're good to wrap it up. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Cheers! Cheers!
Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why don't you go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us, theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week.